G'day guys and girls and welcome back to the second part of this week's edition of the Extended Bench Podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, and Matt, how was the uh, how was the break? You enjoying being in this dungeon down here? Because it the, the walls kind of feel like they're closing in on me at the moment. i got to say, now that it's night time, it actually is like a dungeon because we're not even getting natural light. It's terrifying in here, mate. I'm, I'm not too oh, happy. Actually, I'm not sure if you saw that, but there's like some discoloured ceiling stuff over there. Oh, the, the God. Corner. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, we'll press on and <laughs> try and get out of here as quickly as possible uh, because I wouldn't put it past this room to have asbestos somewhere. Um, so we'll, mm. we want to dive right into some of your Twitter questions out there. And see, what are you looking at now? Has someone put masking tape over the smoke detector? Oh, they have put masking Yep, yep, that's, that's some good stuff. They're, they're, the smoke All detector right. in here is cover, currently covered in masking tape. Let's get it sorted. <laughs> this, this could be our final will and testament on here. So, uh, we're going to dive straight into some of your Twitter questions out there. And first question this week comes in from Brody. He's asking, uh, what is your thoughts on the current West Coast mid situation? Uh, what is the outlook for Hutchings, Redden, Ainsworth, and Archie? Now, as the Eagles fan, would you like to take point on this one? Yeah, sure, I'll take point on this one. So, first up, I mean, we've already mentioned Archie, and I've already said how keen I am on him in draft leagues, not so much in salary cap. Uh, I think that they recruited him for a reason, and he's not going to be one of the first ones dropped unless he has some really poor games in a row. I agree. Uh, Redden is going great guns. Redden is doing really well in Sheed's absence. Yes. But Sheed offers more long-term, so the question remains whether they can both fit into the same team fantasy-wise. Well, from memory, Sheed played in the derby, and uh, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but wasn't that Redden's first really big week? Uh, so it might have done. I don't yeah. pay that much attention to Eagles, to be honest. <laughs> you don't pay that with the Derby. You're a Frio fan, mate. <laughs> I, were... I had my engagement party on while the Derby. Oh, party. you did too, didn't you? Oh, mate, that's a that's a little bit whipped right there <laughs> on Derby Day. I didn't realise until after. <laughs> so and then I was like, mm. so not whipped at all. You have a very smart fiance. Good for her. I like yeah. it. Um, so uh, Ren going great guns. Uh, I like him in both fan in uh, draft and salary caps at the moment because he's yes. got a lot of money to make in salary. Ainsworth, we've already said, no, I'm not too keen on him. He's a young depth guy at the moment. For keeper leagues, I mean, he does have a history of scoring very well at um, underage levels and also, also in the waffle. He's an accumulator, mm-hmm. but I think there's better there are options, better options even out for there. keepers. Yeah, 100%. Be a very, very, very deep mm-hmm. keeper league. Um, and the other one, Hutchings, no. If he no. plays, he scores. Yeah, if he he's, yeah, if he plays, he scores. He's, he is a matchup-based guy, and, and that's not like our, us talking. No. That's, how the Eagles view him. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is a matchup based player in actual footy. 100%. So there's no guarantee that he'll be playing on the week that you need him to play either. But if he is playing for one week, love it as like a risk it sort of uh, pick where you can bring him in uh, last minute and play him on the field if you know that he's yeah. playing that week. So would it be fair to say if you had to rank them, you would go Archie, Redden? Oh, no. I would go Redden, Archie, uh, okay. Ainsworth, Hutchings. Uh, oh, cool. Because... I think that Redden just sneaks above it because he's got a broad range of, uh, uh, you know, uh, capability score at well in both um, draft and salary cap. So okay. you so can bring him into both uh, structures. All right, so Redden, uh, Redden Archie, mm-hmm. Ainsworth Hutchings. Yep, that's the one. Cool. Yep, love it. Um, next question, actually, Brody's got a follow-up question here. He's wondering, uh, just wanted to say that Bailey Fritch is the number one Bailey in all formats. Ooh. 
Uh, playing Bailey, watch taking off. Playing high half forward and wing. What can he average with this role change? So I have some numbers. You, oh my god, I can't believe you have numbers. This this podcast is getting classier by the minute. Again, Ignore said dungeon. I'm just trying to give the listeners something useful rather than our <laughs> usual ramblings. So, before he had his week off, he scored yep. 74, 60, mm-hmm. 47, and then 47, and then got dropped for yeah. a rest. And, and we, we probably dropped him as a result. He has come back 88, 91, 89. Those three games were against Essendon, Saints, and Gold Coast, who are leaking points. So and, yeah. there is a little bit of an inflation there. Mm-hmm. But he, as I think we, I'd covered this during the actual um, main portion of the podcast. Yeah, we did. We did all. In case you don't listen to that bit, um, I'm sitting right across the desk from you, and I don't listen to you half the time, mate. <laughs> but Bailey Fritch, he has some good fantasy matchups for the rest of the season. Carlton, uh, doggies twice. Collingwood, Saints, Frio, and Gold Coast again. Um, so that, I think I counted before, is seven. Mm-hmm. It is? It's seven seven um, fantasy-friendly matchups for good the rest run. of the season. Yeah. Um, his fantasy finals is not a good run. So I think he plays some tough teams during rounds 21, 2, and 3. Ooh. But it, the lead-up to there... A lot of good games. Mm. So I reckon he could go 83 to 86. My, my call is 80. I think that they re- the scores really have been inflated by these last three teams. And like I say, he does come against some friendly teams later on the season. Uh, but he's a very, he's, even though he's more mature age, he's young in terms of AFL. So mm. he might tire a little bit towards the end of the season. So mm. my call is about 80. But that's still great for draft leagues. Absolutely. I'm very happy with that as a draft Fan- player. Fantastic. So, no, good call, mate. But he is not the best Bailey. That That is yet to be decided. TB, uh, TBC on the best yeah, Bailey. Yeah, I'm putting my money on Williams. I'm still got it on Dale. Well, there we go. We have well, three options there. Although Dale's average is woeful, so maybe I'll just <laughs> I'll, I'll take it from last game average. Um, we've got a question in here from Nick as well, and he's oh in depth. All right, I like it. He's asking pick player X, Y, or Z based on the last three games average in a keeper league. Uh, so player X has gone 55, 83, and 128, and is age 29. Player Y is 87, 123, 128, age 31. And player Z is uh, 70, 37, 72, age 19. Uh, and in the comments below, he has revealed who those players are. All right, so all right, <laughs> so we'll try to ignore That, that. is the most in-depth question. And I like it, though. Yeah, like it's not it. too bad. All right, so he's asking us to look at this base purely on statistics and not the name of the player. Yeah, so, I like it. Uh, if that, which is hard to do because you do have to take into account roles, the team that they play for, the teams that they're coming up against. But just going off the maths here, um, yeah, actually, we don't even know what position they play. Yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, so should we look at? They're all forwards. Oh, uh, oh, they are too. Yep, there you go. So uh, look, I mean, in keeper leagues, it's pretty obvious. Unless if you are going for the title this year. You don't mind having those older guys the in there who are contending, who are scoring very well. If you aren't going for the, oh, everyone's obviously going for the win, but if you don't realistically see yourself as a one a ninety plus percent chance of winning the premiership this year, if you're already a few games behind even making the finals, you're probably a rebuilding side. Yeah. So therefore, you don't mind bringing in those younger players because yes, he obviously player Z is scoring a lot lower at the moment so and is more inconsistent. Thirty-seven seventy-two. Yep. But you know that sort of player might be someone with a lot of. Ability and uh, yeah, perspective going forward. Um, so, I mean, all right, I'm going to look ahead to those players because right, I so want to see who they are. So, before looking at the names, yeah, okay. If I'm contending, 
mm-hmm. taking player Y. Yes. 87, 123, 128, mm-hmm. age 31. Yep. If I'm rebuilding, uh, you you could you I'd probably take player X or player Z. Yeah, depending on that on the on the, the player and on who they play. And for also them. the makeup of your team. You don't want too many young young players in your team because you just will score terribly all year and for a few years yet. Yeah. Uh, you want that balance. So if you've already got a youngster, a lot Spread of youngsters, age demographic. Go for X. If you've got a lot of those middle sort of aged guys, go for Z. Yeah. Um. All right. So the players in. <laughs> okay. So the. Player X. Player X is main. 55, 83, 128, age 29. Player Y is Daisy Thomas. 87, 123, 128, aged 31. And player Z is Florent, Oli Florent. 70, 37, 72, age 19. Okay. Um, well, that does make a big difference for me. You know, I mean, you know I've got a soft block for Florent. And he's got a great, uh, he had a great underage tournament. This is only his second year, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I mean... I'm noticing him a lot more during games. Yeah. He's not turning those into scores yet, but you can see he's getting a lot more involved mm-hmm. than he was last year. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, look, don't get me wrong here. He is going to be a very good player, but it depends on the depth of your keeper league whether you have Oliver Florent. If you're not too deep, if you're only like maybe a 10-team league, uh, you can probably leave him on the waiver wire and watch him grow. If you're a deep league, go out and get Florent because I think in a few years' time, he'll be a very good player. And he will keep forward status as well for the majority of his career, which is a big thing. Um, And then we've already actually talked about Maine and... uh, um, Daisy. And Daisy and during the podcast. Yeah, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll move on from there. Hope that helped out, Nick. Um, oh, Jesus. All right, fine. I suppose I will help with this question. We've got a question from the Dating Advice AFL. Of course we do. People again, at Dating Advice AFL, as you do. Give them a follow. I, I want to find out. Yeah. I'm, I, I wanna, Does anyone actually follow them? I'm positive that no one will follow them. <laughs> I, I assume that this is some sort of shady setup just to abuse us. But There's 18 people following them. Oh, my God. Oh, no, they're following 18. Yeah, I was about to say, that makes more sense. They have one follower. Love it. They <laughs> have one person following them. The, the creator of said account. AFL um, Deep Dive Podcast. Oh, wow. Interesting. Um, so not even the creator. Another podcast. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have, have given them a free plug. Stop plugging other podcasts <laughs> on, uh, on ours, mate. Um, all right, so dating advice. Is there such a thing as too big? <laughs> Okay. Um, I own Sandalands in redraft and sometimes wonder how many more points he could get if he wasn't so big and immobile. I'm not even going to answer that question. There's, there's it, and you're not even answering. I don't have you're, anything. You're not answering it, mate. Yeah, even I've, I don't have anything. I've heard that. some of your answers the past couple of weeks, and I'm, I'm worried about what you're going to say. Um, but you're, all right, you're gagging me now. I'm just, yeah. One, don't say that in relation to the dating advice questions because that that'll come off weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't even get that one. Yeah, all right. Good, good point. All right. So uh, just to answer the question about Sandalands, uh, he's actually been in pretty good form, even fantasy-wise this year. So, I mean, for draft leagues, I mean, even for keeper leagues, uh, he's a chance to play on for the next year or two, apparently. so Really? Yeah, he's 35 or something like that, and apparently he doesn't want to stop anytime soon. So just Because then he'd have to get a real job. Well, who do Frio have coming through? I mean, Apness is constantly injured. Um, Sean Darcy. Sean Darcy. Oh, sorry. I completely forgot about Sean Darcy there. He's a pretty good replacement. Yeah, true. If anything, Frio should be moving him on 100%. But will they move on a champion just because? You know, 
It's, I think they would. They should. They 100% should. So I take that back. Don't hold on to him and keep the leagues for too much longer. Um, all right. So move on. We've got a question from Ryan asking, uh, thoughts on DeRay. Does he have keeper value? All right. I have numbers for you. Oh, oh nice. Nice. He is a back forward in ultimate footy. Uh, yep. 27 years old. His mm-hmm. scores this year, 72, 67, 83, 65, 57, 78, 82, 44. So, so a high of 82 and 83, low of 44, 57. Eh. So for me, no. Also for me, no. no. He's too inconsistent. At his age two, you're not going to expect any more natural growth. And there's younger guys coming through who are gradually going to push him out of the team. And there's a lot of negatives. Yeah, and there's no ceiling there. What's the ceiling? What's the ceiling? 82? That's 83. Not, yeah, 83. That's not no, enough. No, not worth it. All right, so no, he doesn't have value in a keeper league. Sorry, Ryan. Um, and I've uh, got a question from, ah, oh, of course, the legend, uh, Goonbag Fantasy. Still love that name, mate. Uh, he's asking, Omira to Duncan or Billings to Rocky? Omira to Duncan mm-hmm. or Billings to Rocky? That's a tough question. I mean, we already talked about Rocky in this uh, in the podcast, and we talked about Amira as well. We said with Rocky, you've got to wait, and with Amira, you need to get rid of him now. But holding on to Billings is just cancerous at the moment for so, your fantasy okay. scores. So, Omira or Billings, you want to move both of them out. Yes, Omira is playing. Oh, don't ask me for research, mate. Essendon, um, maybe? I have the odd feeling that you might be right, yes. Uh, Someone that has been giving up points. Omira is playing Brisbane. There we go. Ah, there Brisbane. You go. So he his break-even is 97. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll make it, but he could. Yes. Uh, Billings, on the other hand, is playing Collingwood, who were a fantasy-friendly team to score against. But Billings is Billings, and it hurts to watch him play. I mean, even just watching him run around on the field is just woeful. Yep. So... Oh, so, okay, so I'm going to answer it. Uh-huh. If you have, if you're comfortable with your forward line um, sucking bench, <laughs> okay, <laughs> or you have a plan to cover Rocky when he's having his break next week, oh, I, see I am saying. going Billings yeah. to Rocky. Yeah, happy with that. Uh, because you just need to get Billings out. I mean, these people who are trying to bring Billings, uh, Rocky in as an upgrade, those are the ones that we were more targeting towards saying, don't bring Rocky in this week, wait until after the bye. Billings is so bad for your team that you might just have to deal with him being out for one, Rocky being out for one week and, you know, just take it like a man. It's because Billings is awful. Uh, yeah. However, again, I don't mind the O'Meara to Duncan. Oh, I like that one as well. Yeah, that's I like awesome. both, but yeah. I, I think I would be going yeah, Billings I'd, to Rocky. I'd be going Billings to Rocky as well. And that's, uh, that's all the questions we've got time to get to this week, guys. So I want to move on quickly to a bit of a trade review. We have a... Um, a trade which has been sent in from uh, Ryan uh, at Ryan Hinchy on Twitter. And he's asking, uh, Blake Akers for Papley, a first rounder and a fifth rounder in a Keeper League draft. Uh, what do we think of that trade? So, Blakers. Yep. But, I mean, Blakers in a key... And the, the key thing is here that it's Keeper League, obviously. Yeah, look, so, uh, full disclosure... I was involved in this trade, so I'm not going to give. Oh any, yeah, this, uh, oh, is this actually your trade? This is my trade. Um, so, so this is yeah. So I'm not going to pass judgment on it. I yeah. passed across my notes to you on what the averages and the games played in the last three years for each player. Okay, and I shall leave it to you to pass judgment. All right, so let's pass judgment here then, shall we? So uh, Blake Akers uh, last year averaged uh, 77.9. Uh, this year he's going at an average of 89, and you know he's got that. 
uh, and 71 in 2016. So he's got that gradual growth. Um, the worry for me there is that he will be a midfielder next year. I actually had a look at his um, hot uh, heat map, and he is playing a wing role 100%. So mm-hmm. uh, he's great to get for someone this year, particularly because you've traded Papley for him. And Papley, while he may have a future, has been woeful this year and just hasn't shown anything. He went 60 average in 2016, 78 in 2017 from 18 games. That was the big thing there that caught a lot of people's eye. Yeah. And now he's back down to 61. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's not good enough. All right, so, and you've given, uh, as well as Papley for Blakers, you've given a, uh, what's that, uh, first rounder in 2020, because we actually, we allow, uh, future trades. we allow future draft pick trades as well, and a fifth rounder. Jeez, that's tough. Um, to be honest, I'm on uh, the Blake, Blakers side of things. Really? Well, essentially what you've done is traded a first-round pick, a meaningless draft pick, because fifth-round picks really, I mean, you're getting lucky if you're getting someone I, good. I've got to say, too, in our league, we are um, keeping 20, dropping 8. Yes. So you've only had eight draft, 8 draft picks the following year. Yes. So, so um, pick number 5 of 8. You're getting lucky if you're getting someone good there, and you can probably pick up someone off the waiver wire after the draft takes place that's just as talented or just as able to score. Um, and Papley, who I myself don't rate. I mean, you rate him. I know that Ryan rates him. I know a few other people around uh, in different leagues rate him after last year. I think he will be good. Not this year, though. Yeah. So, for me, I'm I'm big time on uh, the Blakers side of things. You've given up a couple of draft picks and Papley, but I love Blake Akers. He's playing so well. Me too. And given that scoring uh, increase year on year, this is just his uh, third year or fourth year, I believe. Yeah, um, I might be fourth or fifth. Then, you know, you can see that increasing a little bit more. Maybe he can get up into the mid-90s and maybe the year after that, the early 100s. That's sort of the progression you see with midfielders sometimes. And he is a big-bodied midfielder who has the ability to score. So, mm-hmm. I like it. I think that you actually won that trade, mate. So, well done. I was not expecting that answer. Yeah, I didn't think you were. Yeah, I'm never on your side, but I do like that trade pick from you. So, what we're going to do now is we're going to move on to the last part of the podcast, which is always our favorite time of the week. Risk it for the biscuits. Um, and what we've uh, just to run through the rules again as normal, just to let you know, the game Risk It for the Biscuit is entirely there just to give you a bit of an added bonus week on week. So if there is, uh, you know, if you're coming up against the, the ladder leader for your league, uh, if you've got a couple of injuries, you know, some one weekers or something like that, and you desperately need someone to come in and fill a hole. This is the guy that you can bring in off your waiver list and hopefully will dominate for you that one particular week. You've just got to risk it to try and get that biscuit sometime. Yeah. So we go with less than 50% owned. In ultimate footy. Ultimate footy, and we cannot reuse them until we literally run out of Which is options. getting so close at the moment. So we, yeah. we'll, uh, we may reconsider that at some point. So soon. last week, I picked Fritch and Bose. Mm-hmm. Um, and you picked Lucky Fogarty, and in <laughs> very highly contentious circumstances, you picked Guelphie for the second time because he didn't play the week before. Unfortunately for you, he did not play this week either. And I did Lucky Fogarty. Fogarty. Both so of them dropped. <laughs> fully assuming that you'll pick Guelphie a third time. And possibly Lucky Fogarty again. <laughs> but no, no. I've... So you got zero points. I got zero points. That is accurate. You can't score from the BFL. Yeah. So I'm not even going to bother asking about Bose. I think he got like 40 or something. Oh, he was rubbish. But Bailey Fridge, 89. I had a good long think about this as well. I actually sat down and had a good long think about this and looked at some of our other two-pointer scores. You're getting one point, mate. No, seriously? You're getting one point. 89, looking at that score there, 
the the way that I looked at it was, would you be incredibly happy with that score, or would you just be satisfied with that score? I would be pumped with that score. I would be I would be satisfied with an eighty nine. Seriously, yeah. you've got like you've got a donut, and you're like, oh, what forward guy should I grab off the waiver wire? I'll grab Bailey Fritch, and he comes up with an eighty nine, and you're like. It was good. Yeah, but I don't mate. know. Yeah, but we've we've actually been pretty stringent on this in times past, saying that realistically, for a midfielder, you should be looking at one hundred plus, uh, and for to get two points, and for a uh, forward slash defender, you're probably looking at ninety plus. And I think you've just fallen on the bad one side of that. Ball. So unfortunately, I, that's I'm just one point sure from you. you. Just don't want me to take the lead, mate, because we are now tied six are points we? apiece. Are we? I'm still not giving you the lead. You're not getting that point out of out of guilt. That's right. I'll take it this week anyway. Um, all right. So we're we're into this week's riskets, and I believe it's your turn to pick first. It is indeed. All right. Who have you got? A name that makes me a little bit sick. I am going to go with a forward owned by 18 percent of teams currently. Currently on 13% of sides on the field. I think I know who this is as Chris well. Chris Oh, I was going to guess first. Damn it. He is one of mine that I've picked. So Excellent. You can, can't use him. Continue to uh, to explain why. So, Chris May, he's broken back into the side round six. And he's been trending upwards since then. 55, 83, 128. I know you love the gradual trends upwards. Mm-hmm. Particularly for your riskets. Yep. He plays St. Kilda round nine. That's And that's... They have been giving up scores to everyone. They are absolutely going to give up another score as well. So I think you can quite easily expect a score in the 80s. Yeah, and also Chris Main last week, nine tackles, which is much more like Chris Main when he's scoring well. So, yeah. you know, when he tackles, he scores particularly well. So I think you can bank him in definitely for a score 80 plus. And against St Kilda, hell, maybe even a 90 plus. He might get two points for you this week, Matt. Oh, fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> Another 89 just to rub, <laughs> rub salt in the wound. Yeah, probably. All right, my first pick is uh, 39% owned. He's another forward, uh, and he is from West Coast. Uh, Brandon Archie. I thought you'd go Archie. He's only owned by 39% of the competition. Now, that is because he had those injury issues, and he hasn't played until last week. But go out and get him. We've already mentioned as draft league just from the point of view of you want him in your team. But as a risk it this week, if he's available in 61% of leagues, that's incredible. Yeah. He needs to, he, I think you can definitely spend a lottery ticket on him quite yeah. easily for your, for your drafts. 95 this week against GWS. Had five tackles in that, which I love to see. It means he was in and around the contest as well. Uh, still no shoey for some weeks, so he'll get midfield minutes. Uh, and he's playing a fantasy-friendly role in that half-forward uh, midfield link. So mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with it. I, I love... It ticks all the boxes. So... Yeah. Brandon Archie for me, 100%. Great. Who have you got lined up for your second pick? You'll laugh at this one. Will I though? Yeah, you'll laugh with disgust. Is it? Is it Mac Welfie? No, it's not. (laughs) Okay. I should have. Uh, No. So it is a forward center owned by 49% of teams. Okay. Currently starting on 42% of um, fields. Yeah. From North. Oh, North. Jed Anderson. Oh, oh, did he just scrape in under there? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah so he's gradually been building this year. He's been a little bit inconsistent, uh, but he's had scores of 86 versus Sydney and 97 versus Richmond, which caught my eye because those are good scores against teams that don't give up a lot of yeah, points. Yeah, against, uh, against tricky fantasy teams to play against. Yeah. He plays GWS in round nine, who ha- did give up some good scores to um, West Coast's runners. 
Yes. Um, they're lacking a lot of run in their on-ball brigade. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, Anderson could potentially get on the outside and just run them off, off yeah. their feet a little bit. And as you say, at Blumstone as well, no other team seems to score particularly well there, but somehow North Melbourne do. So uh, I like that I like that pick. I really like that pick as well. And can keep an eye out in fantasy leagues. The guy... Uh, fantasy leagues. In uh, keeper leagues. The guy is still young. And if he continues scoring consistently, you know, that might be something to look at. Uh, all right. My last pick is a center. He's owned by 26% of the competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, a young lad from St. Kilda, Ed Phillips. Ed Phillips is owned by 26% of the competition, guys. We mentioned it earlier in the co- in the uh, podcast. You need to go out and grab him if you're in a keeper league because this guy just looks gold for fantasy. I know it's only been one game. I know that's early to call, but you do have to do that sometimes but, in keepers. But it wasn't the score. It was he looked good It was playing. the way he played um, and it's the role that hopefully he works into as well. So the reason I've chosen him this particular week uh, is because he's, I mean, this is the only reason you need. He's playing Collingwood and he's a loose uh, running ball magnet. Yeah. So, and he gets in and under a little bit as well, like you said, with the tackles. So yeah. I think he had uh, five tackles this uh, week as well. Three or five. Three, yeah. three or five tackles, somewhere between there, um, which is really good for a young kid. So yeah. if he can sp- uh, spread that out, increase his stats across the scoreline there, I think he's going to play really well this week in particular. And look, I mean, if you're not stuck with horrible, horrible players like us in your salary cap league, um, I quite like bringing him in in salary cap. I this really week. like if bringing him in. If you've got a Banfield or a Crowden mm-hmm. sitting on your uh, bench in the midfield, yep. switch him out for Phillips. Although, I like it. although this is another rookie that I'm picking for risk it for the biscuit, so knowing my luck, he is going to be excluded from the team list <laughs> come, <dropped>. come <laughs> Thursday, which would be really rough. I mean, there were a lot of worse Saints I, players I this Hunter week. Clark goes before him. Yeah, and to be honest, Billing should go back to the VFL before bloody um, Ed Phillips, to be com- yeah, to be honest. Um, beautiful. Well, that ends the podcast for this week. Hope that helped everyone out. Uh, don't forget to uh, give us a like. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We are at ExtendedBenchAU. Um, and if you listen to us on iTunes as well, you can get on and give us a review. Give us a rating. We'd absolutely love that. We would. We'll catch you guys next week uh, after all the round nine action. Good luck for your fantasy weekend ahead. Catch you.